0: yes 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 welcome to another interesting episode of all things basketball podcast and of course i'm your host coach luke how's everybody doing out there in basketball land today well we had a wonderful wonderful show episode 52 you know and we're here in the building of course we're transcending up we're still doing what we gotta do and i hope everybody's doing fine all right well let's get into this episode 52 the name of episode 52 is Push for Greatness. The name of episode 52, people, Push for Greatness. And of course, you know how Coach Luke liked to do it. Somewhere along the line during this podcast, we'll jump into the topic of the episode. But right now, before we do any of that, we got to pay the bills, baby. And when we pay the bills, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. And it really is for you. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. Coming out of that L.A. building, man, and of course, when we say that L.A. building, we got two excellent teams. But we're, right now, we're talking about the purple and gold. And we're talking about my main man, JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee is feeling like, hey, listen, okay, we got Dwight Howard. We're building up our team. We're building up our brand, and that's fine and dandy. But I got a point to prove. I was the starting center last year, and I will be the starting center this year. And so JaVale McGee is working real hard, and he's looking forward to some friendly competition with one Dwight Howard. I mean, they've never played together on the same team. Of course, they've played together, you know, pick up ball and working out and things of that nature. And, of course, right now they seem to be working out pretty good in the L.A. Laker building right now. They're both working out together. But I think JaVel McGee is feeling a little slighted because now that White Howard is back in the building, that seems to be all that people are talking about. Well, Dwight Howard has a lot more star- storied career than JaVale McGee. As I said before on my podcast, JaVelle McGee is an excellent talent, but he's been up and down, up and down. He's had some spurts, 10, 15 games where he's just phenomenal, and then he'll disappear for about 10 to 15 games. So I think JaVale McGee is feeling like, hey, We really didn't need Dwight Howard, but of course, he'll welcome Dwight Howard, anything to make the team better, because JaVel McGee has always been a team player, from Golden State, to Denver, to wherever he's been, to Washington, he's always been an excellent team player, and has always put the team first, but I think right now, he's feeling like, hey, I started at center last year, and I will start at center this year, so he's welcoming the challenge of competition from Dwight Howard. And guess what? Truthfully, in Coach Luke's eyes, this will make both these guys better. Sharpening each other's tools will make them better, and it'll also make the Los Angeles Lakers a much better team when you have a two-headed monster at that center position and JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. But JaVale McGee is ready for the uh, competition. It's his teammate, But he's ready for the competition and he's saying, hey, you're going to have to take my starting position and it's not going to be easy. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing when competition gets to a high level and two guys are really ready to compete. And, of course, keep it on the court. Keep it friendly. And so that's what these two gentlemen are going to do when training camp starts in a couple of weeks. They're going to keep the competition friendly. But I'll tell you what. I really like JaVel McGee's chances of starting again this year. Now, I don't know if he will start over Dwight Howard, but I think JaVale McGee is coming into his own. He's maturing. He's playing a lot more consistent, and I do believe that he has a great chance of still being the starting center in the purple and gold. Well, all right, that's what's going on out of the Laker building. JaVel McGee is stating, hey, you're going to have to take my starting position I'm just not going to hand you the start position. You will have to take it, Mr. Dwight Howard. And when you come to take it, I'll be ready with all my tools and all my energy to keep my position. Well, that's what's coming out of the Laker building, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, like Coach Luke said. All right, we got Victor Oladipo. All right, now, as we know, Victor Oladipo, earlier last season, had a serious uh, ACL injury. He, uh, he, broke his, he broke his ACL in two different places, had a major surgery, and right now he's getting ready to make a test run to see if he's ready for the season, all right? He's getting ready to make a test run to see if he's going to be ready for the upcoming season. Phenomenal. Victor Oladipo an excellent player, people. An excellent player, and he's definitely the best player on the Indiana Pacers. Now, the Indiana Pacers have revamped their whole team. They definitely got a lot of talent, but Victor Oladipo spearheads everything. If they can have Victor Oladipo a healthy, a healthy excuse me a healthy Victor Oladipo on the floor, I tell you what, man, the the Indiana Pacers is gonna be trouble for the rest of the league. All right, now we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks and all of these different teams that's on the come-up, guess what? The Indiana Pacers are on a quiet come-up, people. They're on a quiet come-up, and they're really going to be phenomenal, especially if Victor Oladipo looks good in his test run. He took a test run today, shooting, jumping, uh, layups, you know, running, sprinting. And so we don't know the outcome of the whole workout, but I tell you what, just for him being able to work out with the season so close with that horrific injury at the beginning of last season, I tell you, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal triumph in itself. No one saw him being ready this soon. And maybe he's not ready, but a test run at this point is very impressive, very impressive. And again, with these injuries, it all depends on the individual, the individual's body, how well he's taking care of himself, And all of those things, some people never come back from those injuries. And some people come back a lot quicker than normal. It all depends, like Coach Luke said, on the individual. And so that's wonderful, wonderful news out of the Indiana building that Victor Oladipo has taken a test run to see if he will be ready when when training camp opens up. In a couple of weeks to participate with his teammates and get ready for the upcoming season. Wonderful, wonderful news. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. We got our thing here where there's a little uh, um, thing going on around the league, the top three young teams. The top three young teams in the NBA coming up this season. Well, I mean, everybody's talking about uh, uh, Atlanta, the Pelicans, Sacramento, all of these different teams. I'm going to give you guys my top three young teams. All right? And we're going to start from three, and we're going to go to one. Okay? Now, at number three is the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks did a wonderful job in the draft. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. Okay? Wonderful situation. They got a lot of young talent over in the Atlanta building, Trey Young. You know what I mean? You got a lot of great talent and at Atlanta building right now. And so you got a real young core, and they are really going to be excellent this season. You're going to have to watch them in the Eastern Conference because they're young and they don't really know about losing. And when you have a lot of young guys that don't know about losing, you have to really watch them. And at number three of my top three young teams, at number three, the Atlanta Hawks. At number two, of course, I got the New Orleans Pelicans. A lot of people have them at number one, but I don't because a lot of those guys haven't even played one NBA game. And some of them have played, you know, a couple of seasons, you know, Josh Hart, excuse me, Josh Hart, you know, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, they've played, but they haven't really transcended up yet. You know, I talked in my last episode about Lonzo Ball really getting ready to have a breakout season. Which I believe he will. Okay. You got Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes. All right. You got veterans like Derek Favors and, and, and JJ Reddick, you know. So, you know, the Atlanta, I mean, excuse me, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be excellent. They're an excellent young team. All right. But who I really say is the best young team at number one, the Philadelphia 76ers, people. The Philadelphia 76ers. Because for the exception of Tobias Harris, L.I., you got to pull. And um, um, Al Horford, the rest of the team is very young. The rest of the team is very young. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, all of these guys are very, very young players. Okay? And they have an opportunity. Not only are they young and they've been making the playoffs, but this year... With the addition of Al Horford, they have an opportunity to hoist that trophy, okay? Not only are the Philadelphia 76ers very, very young, but they are very, very talented, and they'll be swimming somewhere around that championship this year. So my number one team out of all of the top young teams is the Philadelphia 76ers. I think people left them off the list around the NBA because they've made the playoffs and things of that nature but we're talking about youthful teams. We're talking about young teams. And so if you're talking about young teams, you cannot forget the Philadelphia 76ers. They are extremely young and extremely talented. And so that's my number one team. Okay, so you got at number one, we're gonna go now from one to three. At number one, the Sixers, the Philadelphia 76ers. At number two, the New Orleans Pelicans. And at number three, the Atlanta Hawks, okay, you just can't throw away what the Sixers have done, okay, and again, I think a lot of people didn't put them on their list, why, because they've been to the playoffs, all right, they went to the semifinals, okay, they took the Toronto Raptors seven games, and so I think a lot of people are looking at that team as seasoned veterans, and they're not, They're young, and they're learning. They're taking their lumps. They're taking their bumps and bruises. And I tell you what, also, it's making them a much better young team. It's making them a much better young team. And like I said, for the exception of Al Horford and Tobias Harris, L.I., you got to pull, they are young. They're very, very young. They're very, very talented. And they got the best center in my eyes right now, Joel Embiid is the best center in basketball. And so you can't go wrong when you got the middle and you got the best guy in the league in the middle and he's very, very young. And you just can't go wrong. So the Sixers is my best young team. 76ers, again, is the best young team in the NBA. All right. Here we go. All right. Our AAU profile... We're back at it, baby, and our AAU profile for this show is Isaiah Mobley out of Compton, California, and he plays for the Compton Magic, all right, 6'9 power forward, committed to Southern California, where his father is the assistant coach, and so that makes sense. He's staying home in Southern Cal, and of course, he'll be able to work out with his father, and continue to work out with his father, with Southern California basketball, Isaiah Mobley, man, a phenomenal talent, man, right out of Compton, man. And when you come off those mean streets of Compton and you achieve what Isaiah Mobley has achieved, it means you have to keep your head down, stay off the streets, because the streets out there are pretty dangerous, man, and do your thing on the basketball court. But it seems to me like his father's really got a good... Handle on the young man and knows where he wants to go and tries to help his son with where he wants to go. And so there will be those two guys, father and son, will be at the University of Southern California. And I tell you what, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing when father and son can work out and, and share the dream together. But again, IAAU profile for this show Isaiah Mobley, six, nine forward, power forward out of Compton, California, all right? And he played for the Compton Magic of the AAU. All right, that's it for our AAU profile. Okay, we've come to the point in the show, again, we always come to this point in the show, if you want to be a sponsor on All Things Basketball Podcast or you want your ads to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave me a message, Or if you want to go to my Facebook feed, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button and leave your information. Those are the two two ways that you can become a sponsor on the show or have your ads to your company on the show. Thank you very, very much. All right, let's get into it. Christmas Day. A Christmas Day showdown, baby. A Christmas Day showdown. Guess who's playing on Christmas Day this year? Well, you have four games on Christmas Day. On every Christmas, the NBA gives a wonderful, wonderful show. You have four games starting from 12 noon all the way to almost 12 midnight. But do I need to tell you who the main event is? Do I need to tell you the last game? Okay, if you couldn't guess, the L.A. Clippers against the L.A. Lakers. That's the main event, people. LeBron James against Kawhi Leonard, man. Anthony Davis against Paul George, man. I mean, any and everybody knew that this was going to happen. The NBA knows how to set up these scenarios, and they know how to handle these situations, and it's a beautiful thing because you know Coach Luke going to be sitting front row and center eating some good food and watching LeBron James go to work as well as Kawhi Leonard go to work. And these two teams are really going to be the front runners as far as hoisting the trophy. So it's going to be wonderful to look at them early on and see who has the edge, who doesn't have the edge. But on Christmas Day, we have an excellent, excellent showdown between those L.A. teams, the L.A. Clippers, And the LA Lakers, alright? And I still believe, you know, the LA Lake, the LA Clippers, I mean, have a little bit of an edge because they have a stronger bench. It's gonna be a wonderful, wonderful show on Christmas Day. And I tell you what, man, everybody better look out for it and look at it. Again, I keep saying, I believe the Clippers have a little bit of edge because they have a better bench. But you never know, man. You never know, man. You know, The Lakers have added Dwight Howard. Their bench is getting strong. I think they know that to go far, they need a strong bench. And, of course, that's the addition of Dwight Howard. He'll probably come off the bench or start one or the other. We just talked about that earlier in the podcast. And so, hey, you're going to have a great, great series between these two teams. And, of course, when they meet in the playoffs, because they will meet in the playoffs, provided neither one of them get bumped off. Uh, you're going to have an excellent series in the playoffs to see who goes to uh, the championship or the Western Conference Championship, one or the other. And so it's going to be excellent to see these two teams go at it. Once again, baby... Tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook and if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this thing going, people. Let's go. Coming out of that Phoenix building, wow, Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix. That's a surprise because now they have an excellent coach in Monty Williams, James Jones, the new general manager. They're really trying to push in a new direction. But I think Devin Booker is a little fed up with the losing. And that happens with young players. I'll tell you, you get tired of losing. You really do. And he's such an excellent talent. Such an excellent talent. And if he goes on the market and he wants to be traded, it probably won't be right now. It'll probably be somewhere around trade deadline. But everybody's going to want one Devin Booker. He's put up 70 points in one game, crying out loud. This kid is phenomenal. A phenomenal scorer. A phenomenal player. I'm surprised that he wants out of Phoenix. I really am. He's a young guy. I mean, but I'll tell you, When you're used to winning, okay, he comes from that coach Kyle Claude in Kentucky, and he's used to winning every single night from Kentucky, and you go to the Phoenix Suns, a team that's struggling, and you're losing 30, 40, probably 50 games at a time out of 82-game season, it wears on you, people. It wears on you. And so I really hope he hangs in there and tries to turn around the fortunes of the Phoenix Suns. But coming out of Phoenix, Devin Booker, their best player, wants out. He wants out of the Phoenix building. I guess he doesn't care about the new regime. I guess he doesn't care about Monty Williams and James Jones taking over the helm. I think he just wants to be happy. And, of course, with these young guys or with any player, winning makes you happy. Winning, being competitive, even if you don't win, being competitive makes you happy. So coming out of that Phoenix building, Devin Booker, best player on the Phoenix Suns, wants out. And so like I said, like Coach Luke said, it can't hold it happen overnight for Devin Booker. It'll probably happen right around trade deadline for him. It probably won't happen right out the gate. But you never know with the NBA. Sometimes they can pull the trigger, and sometimes you can get a trade done early in the season. But my guess is that it'll be around uh, uh, All-Star break, right before All-Star break, around the trade deadline, or right after the All-Star game. Again, coming out of that Phoenix building. Excellent ball player, perennial All-Star, excellent scorer. Devin Booker wants out of the Phoenix Suns building and again, it won't happen early. I think it'll happen late. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, All right, we're here with the title of the show. Push for greatness. Well, there's been something going on around the league right now and basically in the media. Who is the best player in the game or in the history of the game? Right now, they're talking about two players. I just think it's so unfair because you have so many decades and so many. There are great players in each era. So I don't like to do this. But because it's something that's being talked about, we'll talk about these two players. Before we talk about these two players, I like to go on the record and let everybody know. The best player of all time in Coach Luke's eyes is Wilt Chamberlain. Okay? That's the best player that's ever played the game of basketball. He's the only guy that scored a hundred points in one game. The only guy that's averaged 50 points, 30 rebounds in a season, okay? And so I feel that Wilt Chamberlain is the best that's ever played the game. Now, in today's era, a lot of people go on championships. A lot of people use greatness and put championships and attach them. I don't do that. I don't do that here at All Things Basketball Podcasts. All right, I don't quite look at it that way. If you're an excellent performer and player, all right and, and you've done all of the things that you need to do, I wouldn't care if you had no championships. A guy like Bernard King, top 50 man, one of the best scores in the history of the game. Alex English, these guys, they don't even have championships, but they're excellent players, second to none second to nobody. All right. But we're talking about, we kind of got off. We're talking about LeBron James and Michael Jordan. All right. Now, Michael Jordan, six for six, six championships. And of course the shoes catapult him where he needs to be. Excellent, excellent player. But i tell you what, LeBron James is something else, man. Alright, and I would have to give the edge, just a tiny edge in my eyes, to LeBron James. He's done it all, man. He's done it all and he's won championships. Now he hasn't won six championships, but wherever he's gone, he's made the team a whole lot better. Alright? And so my slight edge is LeBron James. But we can't forget Kobe Bean Bryant either. See we for me. You have to put all of those guys in a pot like Gumbo. So this is kind of unfair. But if we're going to talk about those two guys, I would give LeBron James a little bit of an edge, just a little bit of an edge. All right. And if you look at the stats across the board, you'll understand what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about championships. All right. Now, championships mean the world. Okay. Okay. But if we're talking about championships and things of that nature, then heck, Kawhi Leonard needs to be atop all of these guys because he's done it over and over again. And guess what? Kawhi Leonard has the highest championship percentage of any player in history, but he's too young, okay? And so when he puts the ball down, we can add him to this. There's so many players, man. I don't like to do this. But if we're going to talk about just these two players, I'd give it to LeBron James. Slightly, just slightly, slightly, I'd give it to LeBron James. All right. Let's get into that WNBA recap, baby. That WNBA recap. I'll tell you. Okay. We had some wonderful, wonderful games last night. Okay. We got... The Washington Mystic, 93. My New York Liberty, 77. The Liberty, you're in trouble, baby. You might not make these playoffs. Okay, we got the defending champion, Seattle Storm, 82. The Phoenix Mercury, 70. Okay, we got the LA Sparks, 70. And Atlanta Dream, 60. And that's our WNBA recap for this show. And I tell you, man, Liberty, you got to pick it up, man. I think the Liberty got to win all their games, man. It's something else. It is something else. And let's keep segueing right into the Liberty. It really doesn't look good for that Liberty team right now. They gave it their all, man. And at one point in the season, they were really on the cusp of making the playoffs. But right now, it's looking a little shaky. And I tell you what, they still got a slim chance. But they it's hard because they're going to have to win all their games, and they're going to need help. Not only are they going to have to win all their games, but they're going to need help. They're going to have to get help. And it, it's, it's rough. It's rough. I, I really don't see them doing too much, okay? I, I don't see them getting in there right now. I don't see them getting in there, uh, and I don't think anyone does. They would, it would have to be a miracle for the Liberty to really, really turn it around. And again, even if they turned it around, they'd need a whole ton of help to jump into them playoffs, man. But they really gave it a big, big shot. And I tell you what, I kept telling you, Liberty, if we would have did one of your shows live, we could have helped propel you. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't want to kick them while they're down. They're wonderful. Maybe next season, Liberty, when we get that fanfare behind us, Y'all might be calling us, and we might have to say, ah, let's think about it. We're too busy. But I'll tell you what, man, the Liberty is a wonderful team. They gave it their best shot. And even if they don't make the playoffs, they got something to stand on. A very, very good season. They got very, very close. And so they definitely have something to stand on. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing, the WNBA. And the playoffs are upon us. The playoffs are coming, people, so you better be looking out for those WNBA playoffs, I tell you. Well, it's been a ball, people, all right? Episode 52, push for greatness. I know a lot of people, my, my Instagram feed is lighting up because I said LeBron James edges out Michael Jordan. My opinion, your opinion could be different. I'm pretty sure it might be if you hit me up on Instagram. But my opinion, I really believe LeBron has a little bit of an edge, just a little bit of an edge, because I don't talk about the championships. I'm talking about one player against another player, okay? And so when I do that and I look at the bodies of work and I eliminate the championships, okay, then I could make a very strong, conscious decision, and that's my decision, all right? It's been a ball, people, all right? Episode 52, Push for Greatness. I see you Friday, 7 p.m. sharp. I love all of the people that download, share, listen. Hey, man, hang in, with, hang in there with us, All Things Basketball Podcast. We're transcending up. All right, I'll see you Friday night. Good night. God bless.